Tim and Tom. Hey, what have you been up to? What have you been up to? Hey, busy weekend, Tom. I did. Mine, I bet, was busier than yours. All right, so Saturday we cleaned and organized the house. And you know what I did? I organized the garages, plural, okay? Oh, money bags, cool. Uh Uh-huh. No, so we've got a split, right, on either side. Everything was just from combined with the move and a bunch of other stuff, right? The garage is just full of junk, right? And none of the cars are parked inside. And I was like, whoa, it's about to get cold. I'm not trying to be out here. When I've got three cars worth of garage space, I could park a car and I'm not trying to be out here scraping my windshields, right? So I did all that organizing and got the cars parked in there. And that was Saturday. But then Saturday night, we uh, talked to Adam, the neighbor, who we've talked about before on the show. And we went over and did essentially what was probably the last bonfire party that they throw over there uh, of the year. Because it was a nice evening before the weather turned, as it has. And uh, that is always a fun time, Tom. I, I don't know how else to explain it until you get out here and witness it. But, I mean, it's it's a bunch of bunch of old friends from you know from back in the day that we just happen to be a part of now because you know because <laughs> we live right next to them on the on the same plot of land but over there drinking some natural lights and having fun man driving trucks into uh, all over pastures man that's kind of how it gets down over there and then sunday my work put on a santa event for employees with families and they did it at power play in shawnee have you ever been in there don't even know what it is. It's essentially it's one of those. It's got it's got games. It's got go karts. It's got laser tag. It's got you know what I mean like a, a walk rope obstacle course. It's got a buffet. It's got you know what I mean like all this one of those kind of things like a main event. So yeah, so it's a, essentially one of those places. And the office rented out the whole place. We went there and that was super fun. We got to uh, uh, we ate there, had some lunch there, and then played a bunch of games with the kids. And me and the family, the four of us. We took on another family in laser tag, and Tom, I'm happy to say that thanks to my keen uh, laser warfare tactics, we destroyed this family, uh, crushed their really? dreams, made their child cry. Uh, it was great. It was wonderful. No, it was all fun. It was super fun, and and so laser tag. You've done this, all right? I mean, it's you know you, you know how it of works, course. right? Of so, course. So I'm out there, right? And we get in there real quick, right? And I'm looking around, and I'm like, okay, and I'm hiding behind one of the barricades, right? And I go to move, and I get hit, and I'm like, oh, so I go hide to another barricade, right? And then I come out, and I get hit, and I'm like, ah, oh. and I'm like, all right, somebody's able to see where I'm moving, right? Because I can't move at all. And I see where the guy's at, so I shoot at him, right? And uh, and then I chase him over to some spot, and I don't know where he's at, right? So I'm kind of just like reaching around and, and shooting, and I hit him with that, and then he goes running off, and I'm chasing him. And then I stop at this one spot, and I realize I can see the entire the entire thing I'm like elevated and there's only, I mean, it's four on four, right? So I've only got to watch their three family members. And I literally just stood there like a sniper the whole game and just picked them off. And I was, it was, it was kind of boring at the way. And I was like, maybe I should stop. And I was like, nah. And I just, <laughs> just kind of kept picking them off. I don't know. I've, I knew that guy works there. I've seen him before, but I don't know who he is. So, you know, no mercy on his family. Tim and Tom. My weekend beat yours. Totally oh. beat yours. Okay. All right. Okay. Yep. Totally beat yours. All right. So okay. Friday night, I watched the arguably the best movie of the year. Mm. Uh, I saw The Big Sick featuring oh. Camille Nimajani. Yeah. How was that? Butchered that. It was amazing. Ray Romano should get best supporting actor. He was the father in the film. Splendid. Excellent movie. It's a tearjerker, even more so because the girl in the movie is named Emily. That's my girlfriend's name. Uh-huh. And that pulled on my heartstrings. I tell and you so, what. 
I tell you what, my daughter was, we were trying to pick out a movie to watch the whole family. And my daughter was, uh, adamant that we should watch the big six. She'd heard a whole lot about it. And we were like, I don't, know. I don't think she'll, I mean, maybe, but I don't know if she'll get a lot of the humor. It's a lot sure. of like, you know, like, you know, the humor about how boring life can be sometimes or the mm-hmm. mundane little details, things like that, or like going through, uh, really long relationships and the, trials and tribulations of that you know and then there's humor in there you know sure it it deals with that so i don't know if your daughter will get it yeah but it's good well, yeah, i mean i'm you know concerned what I'm with her like, getting it. i'll watch 13. it now so, yeah 13 yeah so i mean she might and she might get it but she not truly like, feel it you can understand right, yeah. what the joke is but not not really yeah. feel you know the true it humor, hit you right? in the soul right yeah right yeah. like i crushed the soul of that family in laser tag. Just right. Crushed them. And then uh, a theme throughout the weekend mm-hmm. is I'm learning how to cook. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> and so uh, I made. Oh, yeah. You're, cups. you're you're almost married now. So. No, I'm yeah. learning how to cook. That's my New Year's resolution. <laughs> right. But so that's I'm what I'm saying. Like, yeah. But that's, you know. Yeah. OK. All right. That's so what happens. I made I made taco cups. Nice. I saw that. You showed me the picture. No. Here's the reason why I'm learning how to cook, not your judgmental, ho, 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 you're being domesticated. It's because fast food is just tearing my stomach up oh, as I, I get older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, so it's I, because you're getting old, not because you're getting married. Right. Exactly. Right, right. I can't process the food like I used to. Right, right. So that's the thing. Right, so right. here's a rundown of what I, I made. Are you taking probiotics? <laughs> All right. Ooh, listen. I sh- Look, I should probably turn that? my computer sound down. Yep. Yeah, that was you. Yeah, that's that a fine. That's a fine. One dollar. Right, one dollar. All right. I owe you one donutology um, donut. There it is. All yes, right. that is. Yes, that's the fine system. One mini donut. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I'll take right. it. Yeah. Uh, so, this is the rundown of what I made. Mm. I forgot what I was saying. So the first thing I made: taco cups. Taco which cups. Which it's you make it in like a muffin pan. And you basically just put a taco in the muffin pan. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Except for I think I made the tortillas a little bit too big because then they folded over each other. It didn't look as beautiful as like theirs did on the uh, the picture. But I Oh, did. yeah, it sure. No, it takes a while of doing something, right? The first time you do something, it never looks like the, right. the picture. Right. Second one I made was chocolate peanut butter uh, pancakes. And they were amazing. Yeah, Fun fact, good. I misread the first batch and I put – one tablespoon of salt instead of one teaspoon of salt. And it was horrible. That was the first yep. Yep. But then I redid it. I got mad at myself. I walked away. Then I came back, tried a tip number two, did it well. It tasted great. Okay. So wait, then, so wait a minute. Hold on. Did, did when you're getting mad at yourself, are you like hitting yourself with a, with a spatula covered in pancake batter? Are you mad? Are you like hitting yourself and then like stupid, talk, stupid talk. like how, how does that look? I hammer fisted the bowl. <laughs> Does it like splatter everywhere? Yeah. No, I, what... I mean, no, I put it to okay. the side, put a dent in it. You're right. Yeah. Just, son just, son uh, of a bitch. Stupid. Make yeah. these abbreviations more user friendly. Yep. Right. Totally misread it. So, uh, chocolate peanut butter pancakes. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, two. That's good. That sounds good. Third thing I did was a glazed pork chop. Now this glazed Ooh. pork chop was fun. Yeah. So what I did, so what you do is you put like paprika, you put, um, some black pepper, you put, um, uh, what else did you put here? Let me look it up real quick. Uh, you put like some kick into it, right? Sure. You right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Spice it up a little bit. But then when you cook it, 
as you put it on the skillet, you put brown sugar over mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, and then yeah. you're putting the brown sugar right. on it. And then you bake it for 30 minutes. Right. Ooh, so you kind of encase it. Yeah. You kind of yeah. encase the spice under the sweet stuff. Yeah. 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 Made 10 of those. That was very delicious. All right. Um, then I made almond crusted Parmesan salmon. Ooh. I listen to you. Yeah. Right. It was good. So we'll take a table for two uh, tomorrow evening. At, at, I'll make you something at, yeah, at Shea Tom's. Shea Tom's. Yeah. Right. The next thing I'm going to try to do is one pot hot dog pasta. Hot dog pasta. Yeah, sounds fun, doesn't it? Nope. You don't like hot dogs? Not really. I mean, I, I you know what? I do like a good, like, um, well, uh, you know, like a good stadium dog. Yes, uh, but typically more like a like a bratwurst or something, but not not a standard like American. You know, oh, you don't like Heinz. American stuff? It's you not Canadian? even. Just, it's not even just that. It's just that. Yeah, it's that process. Like an Oscar Mayer, you know, standard hot dog from the eight pack. I'm now yeah, pass. Well, you go enjoy your basil. We'll be over here having the hot dog pasta. Oh, I'll just take the so. hamburger. I ain't trying to have the hot dog pasta. That sounds like you threw hot dogs and spaghetti. Yeah, and it tastes amazing. It probably well, tastes like. Well. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. taste great. Right. Okay. I got it. I got it from a cookbook. It's not like something I just came up. I with. Not, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, it's not like a drunk just let's put this. Was this. it the Jeff Foxworthy cookbook? <laughs> no. Uh, and then okay, no, so that was right. that was the theme throughout the weekend. So I did that. I also saw the big sick. And then Saturday night, as we talked about last week with our guest Anthony Sharkbait Guitarist, I went to Kansas City Fighting Alliance and I watched him uh, fight in the co-main event overcame so much adversity first off uh hand shivering couldn't eat any food uh sick as a dog discoloration just did not feel well at all he said he ate nothing the day of couldn't he woke up two hours before he was supposed to fight wow like just in a just had the worst body flu so that came on after we talked to him then because he was feeling great Oh. Well, he was sick before, and then, yeah, then he had a couple of days of, like, hey, everything feels good. And then it was, nope, I feel like hell. So he fought with that condition, won a 30-27 to 27 decision victory over his opponent, beat the tar out of the poor bastard's front leg. I mean, kicked it to where it turned five different shades of purple and black. And so that poor guy, because I was thinking about it. Look, think about this. That poor guy... Today, we're recording on Tuesday. Think about it. He fought on Saturday. He fought a guy who has a head cold and a flu. So now he can't walk and he has the first onset of a flu. Right. What a crappy week for this guy. Yeah. And so not only did somebody give you the flu, but they beat the crap out of you and gave you the flu. <laughs> right. So that sucks. Oh, it was yeah, a great event, though. Uh, if you do like the cage fighting, I definitely recommend going to it. Uh, there was a lot of other good fights there. Um, well, and listen back to our last episode when we talked to Anthony. Uh, you'll get some insight into you know MMA training and how he handles his career with his pro wrestling and all that stuff. It's a good one to go check out. Definitely. And then. Uh, on Sunday, I went to the Kansas City Public Library, the central location, and I saw retired FBI agent William Housley, I think is how you said his name. Uh, and he talked about the history of organized crime in Kansas City. He actually was one of the officers that took down Nick Savella, like the last big Kansas City mob mm-hmm. boss. He was 
there's a picture of him putting the handcuffs on Nick Savella. It's amazing. Uh, another cool thing about the event, it was on C-SPAN. So I was at a C-SPAN event. Huh? What were Fun. you doing? Yeah. Which evening? Sunday. Which evening was that? You Sunday? Were, you were uh, beating up on little kids. Way to go. Uh, well, no, that was Sunday afternoon. Sunday evening, we we um, I think we just got more of the house ready, got everything yeah, I was I was I was listening to the FBI agent mm. talk about the inner workings of the Kansas City mob. Mm. Fun fact, mm. uh, Las Vegas put out a blacklist of 11 people they did not allow in the city Ooh. to gamble. Uh-huh. Of the 11, 3 were from Kansas City. Wow, listen to that. Yeah, look at that. Kansas City pride. Did <laughs> it gamble? All right, so maybe you had a cooler weekend, although I still feel like I had a cool weekend. Uh, you what, stayed at home. You, uh, you left once. I totally beat you uh, this weekend. Uh, oh, we got a lot of, uh, you know, for our mental health and our preparedness for the winter coming up, uh, we got ourselves very prepared. We had some fun times with the neighbors, and then we uh, uh, did the power play, uh, which was fun. You know, I also uh, got uh, thrashed fairly handily from uh, uh, Swim Trunk in the Papa Shot. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he was he was draining it pretty hard. He was hitting them pretty good, and uh, uh, so then uh, what I did was I stole one of the pop shot balls, and we did a little uh, dribble and dribble defense practice, and uh, then I schooled him in that because you know I had to somehow assert my dominance over him. Tim and Tom, you want to talk about a controversial subject because it'd be fun. Let's do it. Uh, so have you heard about the Supreme Court case of the baker who refused to make a wedding cake for a gay couple? And it went all the way to the Supreme Court. Oh, so what happened? I don't know the decision. I thought you would. Oh, I didn't realize that was a thing that came out today. I didn't hear about this. Well, I think the hearing happened today, but I don't know if there was a decision. But so essentially, for those of you who do not know what this case is, uh, a gay couple comes into a baker a bakery shop yeah. uh, who makes wedding cakes. Uh, they sit down with the guy. He says, hey, how can I help you? He said uh, the couple says, we'd like to have you make a wedding cake. And he says, I'm sorry, I don't do that. They were offended. They left. Uh, then they uh, sued him for uh, – or excuse me, then the Colorado ACLU. Uh, well, he declined because said, it was a gay couple and said, I won't yeah, that's what he said. right? right. He's against like, my religion. I don't, I don't do, right, right. Yeah, I don't do gay couples uh, wedding cakes because it's against my religion. Right. And so then they went to the ACLU in the state of Colorado. state of Colorado says it's discriminatory. He said, no, it's not. It's a part of my free speech. I shouldn't be able to have to do this. And then boom, 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 boom. Now it's in the Supreme Court. So my question is, where do you stand on this? Because I think we differ on this. Yeah, I'm sure we uh, – I think we do. I think you're going to say that people own their business. They've got the right to kind of – you know what I mean? To do with it, mm-hmm. you know, my stance is if you own a business that you openly allow and even advertise the public to enter and shop at, then you shouldn't then be allowed to then turn down someone from the public. You know what I mean? For something along that. But it happens all the lines. time. McDonald's In, won't serve you if you don't, if you're not wearing a t-shirt. Okay. So, and there's a little bit of a, of a, Somewhat of a difference. That can be a health concern. True, but I'm saying, yeah. But okay. Right. So how about this then? Let's let's change the parameters and see where you lie on this. Right. Let's say I come you're a baker. Let's right. use me and right? right. I come in, I say, Hey baker, I want you to make me an ISIS cake. Mm-hmm. I love ISIS. Okay. 
Make I mean, me an ISIS yeah. cake. I mean, you. I mean, it's a cake. What are we talking about here? I mean, well, let's say you're a very patriotic person. Yeah. Now, you may not be, but I was trying to say that because you're a former military person. But let's just say. Yeah, again, my stance on it here is like, okay, the thing I think is that I think that most people understand the moral thing is you're putting these people in a position now in public to be denied service for a lifestyle choice, right? Or, or maybe even not, you know what I mean? A choice or a, you know what I mean? Or something they can't choose, right? You know what I mean? However you fall on that thing. But what I'm saying is, uh, you've invited public, come in here, come shop at my cake. And then you come in and go, Hey, I'd like to buy a cake. And they go, Oh no, not you. That feels wrong to me. Right? So if you want to say, if you want to say, Hey, I don't, I, I want the public come in here, but I don't want to serve or make something for X, Y, and Z purposes because of my religion, post it, post it outside. Well, advertising. yeah, I post agree it. with that. Post it. Yeah. Let me know what you're a bad person about. And I will totally not shop there. How about right. that? I'm totally fine with that. Then we won't have to have this problem, but don't invite me into your store and then tell me I'm a bad person and you're not going to serve me. Get out of here. Who the hell are you? That's well, how I feel. That's kind of a, yeah, but then that's kind of a slippery slope because then, what if a situation comes up that I'm not saying sure that everyone yeah, well, is everything's against, a slippery you know, slope. Of course, I mean everything's got some gray area. Sure. But what I'm what I'm saying is like okay, what if a situation comes up that's not posted on the on the sign? Yeah, it's well you know, have, it's, okay. Well, you serve that person and go right scribble it on when they're gone. Then you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't, you know, I mean well, I, and I know, and I get that's logistically hard to do, right? So then right. how about this, man? I mean, like that's what I'm saying. If you're opening and inviting the public to come in without you know, without them knowing what parameters you will. It's not like it's the soup Nazi from Seinfeld, right? I don't know these unwritten rules that you have, right? right? And you're inviting me to come in here. If you have a private business where I've got to, you know, apply for some membership and agree to some rules like a Sam's Club, like I agree to come carry this stupid card with me so I can get these good deals, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, that's a little bit different, I guess. But I don't know. It just feels weird to me that you would be like, Please, everybody, I bake the greatest of cakes. They're wonderful cakes. Come taste it. Oh, no, not yours. Your your lips have been on a penis. Come on, man. Like, you invited them in here. Like, I don't, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, but then I also don't think that the government should be saying, this is how you run your business. I don't care what you have to say about it. You're going to do it my way. Like, mm. it's my business. Because I also think, because people oh, are upset. Okay. Hold on, let me yeah. finish. Because people are upset that this guy is refusing to serve gay people, right? So let's just say, I mean, let's just say that's a consensus, consensus sure. in in uh, the neighborhood or whatever, the city that he's baking in, right? Right. Well, well, then let the free market handle itself. And if he sucks that bad and people are so upset with him, mm-hmm. guess what happens? Then he goes out of business. You don't yep, have to say, yeah. no, you have to do it my way. That's not then, always true. That free market argument is a, a, there's plenty of ideals where that free market idea of, well, if he sucks and he's that much of a, of a bad person, then his business goes away. Does not happen in practice the way they say it does all the time. That's not, that can happen. And that yeah. does happen, but that's not right. how it always happens. And it doesn't have to be a punitive thing of, hey, this guy won't do it. But what government is is not some entity that's not us. We elect these representatives so that we can make rules how we all decide to live together. And I think it's a good right. rule that we all say, hey, 
I'm not going to shop at a business that you've advertised, that you've told me to come in here and buy your product. Like you want me to do that. And then you don't tell me, oh, but when you get in here and I ask for an order that you're going to say, no, because of this, I'm not going to serve you. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I feel like is an okay thing for us to say to each other. Like, I'm not going to publicly embarrass you because I don't agree with your damn decision. Now, if you want to pre-warn me, yeah, but then, you know, if you want to tell me well, no gays, but you know what so I mean? But, that, but that's so hard. Okay, like I said, you can't. but the onus shouldn't be on the person who's coming in shopping in a place that you've opened up for business to the public and said, hey, you didn't make this like straight Catholics cakes or us. There was no indicator. You know what I mean? Yeah, and gonna... yeah but that's so hard to say. Like, It's I discriminatory, think all though. Of these things, it's well, discriminatory. So what you're saying is that you should allow some discrimination uh, ability on the business. And if you want that allowed, yeah. that's, I, I get that. Okay, but when it just feels wrong to me when you've said public. So now everybody's bouncing around. I mean, the, the, again, that's your slippery slope argument. You never know what business to come into now. And I don't, hey, is it okay for me to shop here? I mean, I'm middle-aged and white are you okay with that like i don't just seems i weird. mean i kind of feel like that's how it is already <laughs> but i feel like I mean? if you're like, open to the public to me ideally you know i mean as a as almost as an ideal you've opened up to the public and invited anybody passers by to come in and shop there then you shouldn't then be allowed to tell them to get out of here we don't serve your kind here well, I, yeah, because then you no, know, I still think you should. Because then, what if what if I come to you and I'm super like I want you to do it this way? Like, what if I'm a head case? Like, with let's keep on with the with the wedding cakes, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is a process. That's not just a I show up on one day and then I show up on another day and we're done. Like, there's a I want my details here. I want this to be that. You know what I mean? It's a process. It's a collaborative process, right? So, yeah. what if the customer is just being the biggest jerk possible, and you're like, I'm done. I this isn't worth my time you what what i'm charging this person and what they're doing to my business isn't worth it anymore well that's a little bit different because you've already established in an engaged relationship and you were already attempting to serve that person and then things went sour because you know what i mean do right but they could easily say i gave you my money so do my job yeah well that's, I mean, that's again but that's also yeah. a matter for the courts to decide and then they can determine you know what i mean and that's where right. the that's where that government thing comes in again because we've decided that's how we'll determine these things when they can't handle it on the ground between themselves yeah i you know that and i also think i mean i don't know man whatever i mean we can go a lot more deeper into that well uh, because i also think with how we say capitalism is a free market that's where i go back to and i know you said it's not always the case but it mm-hmm. can be if the person is such a jerk, they'll go out of business. Yeah, but there's like, also yeah, – but that's not the case necessarily because there's super many instances where some people have certain – and that's that's in that instance of a singular business, right? I mean mom and pop cake shop, right? That, or, that's or highly like affected. Location. That's highly Look. affected by you know how they treat their individual customers. But like a Papa John's. You, I bet you a thousand people a day to Papa John's have a horrific experience, and well, Papa John's keeps chugging along and selling pizzas. You know what well, I mean? Like, don't. Well, hold on. From a national standpoint, uh, yes, but there is definitely word of mouth where it's you know the one on Thirteenth and Main. I mean, I don't know if there is one on Thirteenth and Main. I was just using that. As sure, example. right, yeah. The one on Thirteenth and Main has a jerk for a general manager, so we don't go there, sure. and then that one goes out of business. That's what I'm talking about. That's how I think the and free market works. Yeah. And it can, and it can, but it, right. I mean, again, it doesn't always, I mean, you know, some things just like that yeah. happen, but, and again, I don't necessarily care that that person who hates gay people for whatever, 
uh, I'll call it dumb reason they have. Uh, they, you know, like I just, uh, I just don't get it, man. Well, I, just, I, don't, like, well I don't think they hate the person. Well, but they whatever. Like I, I won't. Yeah. Eh, like yeah. uh, you, you have no clue what the rest of your people are doing, and like uh, it, it. Mm, I don't know, man. It, it gets to me. But I just don't feel like you sh- like you should be able to. Tell people to get out of here based on something like that at all. It didn't have to be with how they're how they're being a rude customer. Didn't have to do with them, you know what I mean, being a health hazard. Didn't have to, the, you know what I mean? It's just this, like, you know, I don't know. Everybody's making yeah. a, a political statement through stuff like that lately or a religious statement. And a lot of people need to get over their own beliefs, for one, because people are more important than beliefs. So, Sell those people a cake yeah, and shut up. Can't. Get on with your deal. No, I don't know. No. I don't. Yeah. You can't say, yeah. No, what? You, can't, you can't say, hey, the core of what you think you are, you have to get over because someone else. No, I don't think you have to get over it, but I ha- I want you to think that people as human beings are more important than the book you read that told you gay people are yucky. Yeah, I do want you to think that. Yeah, I absolutely do want you to think that. Not yes, in I this do. instance with yes, cakes. I no, no. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. What? With, this- with kids, what? No, not with cakes, I'm saying. Now, oh, if it's like, cakes. save this person because you're a doctor, that, yes. But, you know what I mean? Like, I don't agree with the, like, I'm making this up, the Muslim faith. And I'm a doctor. I'm going to save the yeah. Muslim person. But if I don't want to serve. But it's not about cakes. It it's not about cakes. It's about a human experience coming into this business that's advertised, come buy my cakes. And they came in and said, I would like to buy a cake. They did everything you asked. And then you went, oh, wait, for you two? No, get out of here. You've now degraded these people in public. You've now me- tried to make them, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, you've done that and yeah. you opened this business and said, public come shop here without prior known restrictions and then yeah. publicly done that to them. And I think that's wrong. Yeah. That's- and now I agree with the whole, if, if your one stance, let, let's, for example, just say your one stance is no fill in the blank. Right. Then yeah, you should post that. Now, if you have a list, well, then maybe you should just be advertising like we are specifically this. Right. But Or just not yeah. be opening a business to the public if you don't like the public. You know what I mean? Well, who likes the public? <laughs> well, but exa- I don't like the public, but you don't see me out here with a storefront inviting them in front of my face. I just want them listening to my voice on my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, that's my point in that idea. It's just like, yeah, come on, man. Let's be a little bit nicer to each other. Like, don't. Well, that's a that's a bigger that's a bigger idea than sure. Companies should be doing X, Y, and Z. Here's what where I I don't like that. Here's what I don't think. I don't think this person should be run out of business. I don't think they should have throngs of people standing outside with signs telling them that they're horrible people because they said this to them. I think they have some belief. And that, that they don't want to participate in that. And I get that and I understand that. But I wish they'd kind of rather sit down with these, uh, with this gay couple and talk to them more often and try to, you know, get to know them better rather than tell them, get out of my store or whatever. Like, you know, like, I just don't, well, I don't want them say, run out of business. I, I, I would just yeah. rather like we can somehow, you know, like some people have to be somewhat protected to not be publicly degraded on things like that, especially something that now we've now said is legal. Now it wasn't at the time. 
I will give you that. It wasn't right. like a statewide, you know, a nationwide yeah. legal thing. But now he did say because I listened to his, uh, I listened to an interview that the Baker and the couple did on uh, the New York Times uh, podcast, uh, the Daily. He said, "I'll sell them anything. I'll sell them as many cupcakes as they want. I'll sell them as many cookies. I'll sell them whatever it is, just not a wedding cake because that's where Same. I draw, that's just, draw. That's where I want to get at the guy like." What, 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 what about the marriage? Like, and that's where I want to get into his belief. Okay. But I can ask that. Why do you believe that? I can ask that. Why do you believe that? And I can challenge that belief and I can, you know what I mean? But that's where people start throwing hands up and they're like, I won't have you blah, blah, challenge and question this. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, but you, but you're going to grandstand and not sell a guy a cake, but we, you know what I mean? Like, let's figure this out. Like, I want to know. No, I want to know. I agree with you, but. (laughs) I think he does have the right to say, like, no, I don't want to do this. Oh, sure. I be and yeah. if he does have the right to say it, then cool. If we're And if we're going to do that, then I feel no sympathy when he is publicly shamed and run out of business. Right. And that's exactly what I'm uh, saying. Let, and I do get let that. The public, right. Yeah, but what I do, what I do feel like is that feels a little barbaric and life disrupting to both parties. Right. He's now publicly degraded somebody uh, and they've now went on Twitter and everybody's publicly degraded that guy and he's lost business. And now nobody's happy when everybody would have just agreed, Hey, maybe we just won't ask questions. And if I I invite a public and I don't have a pre list, you know what I mean? Like we can try to maybe preemptively avoid such disasters to everybody's lives. I don't know, but I always think that when these conversations come up nationally, that's how progress is made. Right. Right. So this situation now, you could say they're the martyr on whatever side of this argument you're on, sure. but they have to go through that so that the change can happen. You know, right. go to the other go to the other topic of the NFL and Colin Kaepernick. Look at all mm-hmm. this change that is mm-hmm. happening with the flag and all of that. Well, guess who's not in the league right now? Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick. So right. it sucks for him because he's not making any money playing the game that he loves, mm-hmm. but in return, mm-hmm. look at all these things that are now we're talking about in a yeah. national discussion. Well, so, and, he, and he's been very uh, adamantly open about that. Like, hey, man, if this is what it took, you know right. what I mean? Like, I'm happy so, to give that up, you know? Right. And so for businesses and what they should and shouldn't be able to do, maybe these three people, the, the couple and the baker, this is what they have to go through. You know, yeah. sometimes history doesn't choose or sometimes you don't choose history. History chooses right. you. And yeah. this is what happens. <laughs> Tim and Tom. I like nutcrackers. Hey-o. Do you have a nutcracker? Um, I don't. I do. Buy mine pre-cracked. Oh, I'm I sure I have that. a nutcracker somewhere in the house. Yeah, I'm sure we I do. I love nutcrackers this time of year. Because yeah. it feels festive. It feels like the only time I can bust out my nutcracker is during yeah. the Christmas season. Right, right? yeah. Like you get this in March, yeah. people are like, what are you doing? If I do it in December, everyone loves it. Yeah, you put out the raw nuts, you crack some nuts, you eat some. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's, it's definitely a traditional thing, yeah. It's like an eggnog, right? Like, you can't drink uh, eggnog in July. Hey, you can't eat drink eggnog ever. It's, most, it's gross, man. Why are you drinking that? Well, you know what I mean. Yes, it is very disgusting. But I'm saying it's a more of a holiday drink. Yeah. Well, my kids, my wife and kids love it so much, and they, I guess somebody put out uh, Halloween nog now. Uh, oh, you, stretching, need, you need to give them up for adoption. They're stretching this nog thing out to Halloween all of a sudden. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. Put that nog back where it goes. That nog does not belong here with the ghosts and the goblins and the skeletons. The nog belongs what? over there with the Yule logs and the reindeers and the Santas and the presents. 
<laughs> well, now that I'm thinking about it, because I told you initially to give up your entire family for adoption because mm-hmm. they drink it. But now that I think about it, Halloween, it does match because it has that off yellow color mm-hmm. that looks like puke. So, could so go yeah, with you, could, you could use it for maybe a, um, yeah, some sort of party favor, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But yeah, get it out. Get it out of here. Yeah. Tim and Tom do not support eggnog. Tim and Tom. I just want to talk about this tax reform bill they pushed through. Uh, it's been all in the news, right? They did it late night, gave everybody one hour oh, to review. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah, be specific, though, because one thing that I hate about how the news has reported this is it wasn't early in the morning. Early in the morning is when the sun's coming up at 6 a.m. <laughs> right, yeah, no. This dead was late at night. night. Is, yeah, this was late was at 2 night. 2 a.m. Right. Yeah, 2 a.m., dead of night. That's yeah. when it passed. And yeah. it has, yeah, again, I okay. don't care. Now, I don't care what side of the, the thing you're on. None of right. this, this 500-page thing, Coming through with an hour at 2 a.m. with, have you seen the pictures? Scribbled. Hand scribbled notes that are illegible on it. That should not be allowed to happen, period. Period. I don't care what bill it is, who's bringing it in, nothing. That's not allowed. That's stupid. Sorry. Yeah, and some of the uh, copier didn't catch what the bill says, so you have a bill that's half written. Yeah. No. That's again. This this is again. Okay. (sighs) And I know government can be intrusive and government can feel like this thing that inflicts rules upon society. Right. But again, the beauty of our system in theory, at least, is that we are supposed to elect our representatives. How do we get enough of it? If you poll 100 people, 95 out of 100 are going to tell you, yeah, that's stupid. I don't care what side does it. Right. How do we get enough of those people together to go to make a big enough statement to these representatives to make them pay attention to that or to then also say hey look i know we are fighting over gay people but right now we've got somebody who's not listening to us about stupid bills getting pushed through this election we're gonna have to put aside our gay people argument to kick this guy out so we don't have these stupid tax bills that nobody can even read like how do we amass enough of that like i just don't well because information gets muddied right so you could do that but guess what the other side it it could be democrat to republican mm-hmm. republican to democrat you know what the other side's going to say and they've already said it before in the history of paying attention to politics well those are paid protesters that's not really the public those people yeah. are coming because they're paid that's been said since the 80s you know yeah. from both sides so yeah get 100 people they're very passionate about tax reform or citizens united or gay rights or you know fill in the blank and the other side will muddy the information and confuse people that's the hardest part then the hardest part we're getting really big picture here i believe the hardest part is trying to decipher through a 24-hour news cycle that says here's a story here's a story here's a story here's i just saw before we started taping or started recording this podcast about abu you were from the simpsons you know yeah yeah it's a racist stereotype and he needs to be changed and that is what helps society. That is what is needed now from writers on a 24-hour news cycle. Yeah. But that's not even a thing. No one talks about that. That's not that's ever been controversial. Yeah, nobody's you know ever I mean? brought that up. Yeah, that yeah. I've heard of. But because of a 24-hour news cycle, we have to have content. So now we have to have an opinion, right? So now you automatically thought, well, is that something bad? Is that something good? That when you're never even thinking about it. But that's what happens. And so just, again, get the hundred people, bring them to government, and guess what? I'll come up with a story that says sixty of those people are paid, and this is who it's from. It's dark money, blah just, blah. And now you're confused. I just want everybody. It's very evident, right? Okay, if this is supposed to be the government that represents us, do you think 
nary a one of those people is representative of your life at all. They're all this uh, suit wearing, rich, uh, backdoor politics people that are out there. Now, where are our, they're all career politicians or businessmen in politics. Where's the scientists? Mm-hmm. Where's the policemen? Yeah, I guess a few policemen get in there. Where's the fire? Where, where's these people from other walks of life getting into this? I almost feel like there should, I, I'm a definite favor of the term limits idea when you get into mm-hmm. levels of things like that in Congress and stuff. But like, just, Man, this is clear, man. These people are, and and you read some of the stuff, they're sneaking in big money for donors and things like that. And they do it on both sides of the things. We are bought and paid for. And everybody recognizes that. And everybody says that on every side of the political divide that you can find. Libertarians say it. Uh, Bernie Sanders folks say it. Standard Democrats say it. Republicans say it, right? They all say, well, the money's all the, in, in politics is the problem. Well, Man, then we what do we do about that? Why is everybody still arguing about guns and gay people? Like, why are we not fixing the root problem that we're not going to fix any of these other problems if the decision makers are all selling out to, to everything going on? Like, how do we well, fix that problem? Well, it already went to the Supreme Court, and it, it was passed because they said governments are individuals. It's called Citizens United, uh, Justice businesses. Chief Roberts. The, yeah, yeah businesses. businesses are individual. Yeah, but again – That's what it was said. But again, okay – we can still we still make our laws right we can still get enough people voted in with enough of a mandate to say okay that's still got to get fixed right they can still pass a new law that could be held up by the i mean like you can still do it with enough votes that's the supposedly the beauty of our system here well yeah it's supposedly because right. yeah it's not that way right like right. but how do you- we get it there that's well, through a process of effort and time and paying attention and sacrificing to yeah, get even no, more bigger picture. It's it's stop watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians or Monday oh, Night Football man, yeah. and understand that your politician voted that uh, it allows corporations now to dump their waste in rivers yeah. or, you know, it's that. But what do you want to do when you get off at five o'clock? Do you want yeah. to go pay attention to the bill that's going to be? Uh, presented tomorrow morning or do you just want to veg out and say i want to watch half naked men play fight in a wrestling ring yeah it does feel like there's got to be an easier way in 2017 to at least get more people uh involved and engaged Uh, you know i don't know Oh well there's plenty of political apps but again it's all about what is what are you ranking right what are you ranking are you ranking you are you ranking bigger picture because a lot of people say "Hmm, that's not my concern i don't care yeah or how can we all like idly buy or sit idly by and watch the FCC announcer like, hey, we're going to break up the internet and make you guys pay for it like you pay for cable TV now, all right? And everybody's like, no, 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 don't do that. And they're like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, we're going to do it. It's for your own good. And everybody's like, no, don't do it. And they're like, nah, we're just going to, yeah, we're just going to do it. Well, like, oh, how does this happen? Told you. Yeah, well, because they told you and they tell people who will listen, the people that are saying no aren't really saying no. What they're doing is they're being told by the opposition to be louder because even, there was 700 comments and calls the night it was announced that the FCC was going to break up the Internet. And they deemed that only 10 percent were actual valid calls and the rest were bots mm. from uh, you know automated systems. Now, do you know if that's true or not? No, no, no you don't yeah, know. Sure, no. But you know who has the information to tell you if, you, if that's true or not? Them. And right. so what do you believe? See, again, that's what's hard about this whole system. Ah, hey, guess what? I'm a chef. Well, hopefully they'll uh, they'll offer some great podcast packages and you'll still be able to listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> right here on Tim and Tom. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe you'll have to pay five ninety nine. 
a month, uh, you know, in, in advance of that, maybe you should start practicing and uh, uh, donate that money directly to us before the government gets their hands on it. Tim and Tom. Stay tuned later in the show. We've got Ryan Wachowski of 610 Sports Radio to give us a little sports update. We do these every once in a while. We did one recently with Nick Jacobs. That'll be fun. Yeah, and sports uh, is moving uh, at a fast pace every single day, so it's good to keep you up to date on the new things that are happening with the local sports teams. And we will talk to Ryan and uh, see what his thoughts are on the current state of affairs. Yeah, and we'll see. Uh, uh, we've we've decided, and we'll talk to Ryan about this a little bit, but I think we've decided it's my fault that the Chiefs suck now. It's your fault for a lot of things, mm-hmm. uh, sports included. Yeah, it's completely my fault. Uh, last time we had a sports update, uh, I think we said you heard it here first, Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl, and then directly after that, I mean even days later, uh, we all know what happened. So it's my fault. So we'll ask Ryan if he'll forgive us over there at 16 Sports Radio or not. Fun fact. Going to the gym can increase your GPA. Tim and Tom. So the Chiefs are back on the winning ways. Tom, what'd you think of that? They tried their best not to be on the winning track, but they, <laughs> unfortunately for them, are now, apparently. I said it would be so Chiefs. So Chiefs. To, to find a way to lose that game, right? I mean, I was just like, man, they tried. They tried. They, tried. they so, definitely tried. So we like to talk sports once in a while, you know, but what do we know? You know, it's not our world. I mean, we watch sports, but, you know, as a as a casual fan, so we got to talk to some experts. Uh, we'll see if he builds himself as an expert. We've got Ryan Wachowski at a 610 Sports. Uh, what's going on, Ryan? You there? Yeah, I'm here, gentlemen. How are you today? <laughs> We're good, man. We're good. Uh, a little excited after a Chiefs victory. It's always good after you beat the Raiders, right? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think for, for a lot of Chiefs fans, there's a, there's a lot of reason for optimism after this week game. I mean, not only just getting that win and kind of getting that off your, you know, that monkey off your back, so to speak, but they showed a lot of signs of promise, too. I mean, Kareem Hunt was able to top over 100 yards. He got into the end zone for the first time in a very long time. And, you know, in my opinion, I think he was just kind of running with a little more uh, – a, a, just a little more confidence after he got into the end zone. So uh, Matt Nagy calling the plays again for a second week in a row as well really gave him a spark of optimism, and, and it showed kind of what he was capable of. You got to see uh, a little bit of Alex Smith. Now, there were a couple of times that I thought Alex could have taken the shot here and there and kind of tucked it and ran a little early, but uh, I, th- I think there was a lot of signs of optimism. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. A lot of reason to be excited after a win today. So you touched on the Matt Nagy thing there real quick, man. To what level can we expect that that's 100% honest? Like, What level do you think Andy Reid actually is in there, if any? Or do you think it's truly like, hey, I'm hands off, I'm letting Matt do all this? You know, I kind of sided with Therese Paler from the star on this one. And and the way that he had kind of see it, and, you know, I I kind of see it the same way, is that Andy Reid's still going to be the guy that's putting together the play play sheet. So everything that's on there, everything that's getting ran during – during the week and getting practice and getting installed as far as the game plan goes, that's going to be Andy Reid and Matt Nagy working together. Now, come Sunday, whenever Andy Reid gets ready to send him out there, that that play sheet that he's got, that's that's both of them collaborating together, and then Nagy's the guy that gets to kind of pick and choose what he's going to call off of there. So, uh, you know, Andy Reid's been a guy that's that's pretty notorious for scripting the first maybe 15 or so plays. And so you see a lot of that already. He's going to have his thumbprint on that, obviously, the first drive or so. 
Um, but after that, I, th- I think you are seeing Matt Nagy kind of get a chance to uh, to kind of show what he's got. And you've seen some, some some different kind of calls and some different aggressiveness down the field early in downs to where, like, you know, on a first and ten type situation, you see him wanting to take a shot downfield and kind of catch that defense, wanting to creep up and protect against the run. So uh, I think that's a little bit, again, like I said, I think a reason for optimism when you see Matt Nagy being able to do that. And, and also this week when I see Matt Nagy calling the plays, I see him kind of sticking with, Kareem Hunt as well and I saw some people kind of tweeting about the fourth quarter and why was Kareem Hunt still in there and why was he still getting touches so late in the game I I, I like the fact that he stuck with Kareem Hunt. I like the fact that he wanted to stick with the run and grind it out so I, I do think that there's a fair amount of Andy Reid in what's going on week in and week out but I think over the last couple of weeks you've seen kind of a unique game plan that's that's kind of uniquely to Matt Nagy. Taking a step back before uh, the game today against the Raiders, uh, the Chiefs have lost four in a row. Can you explain what that was about? Because, you know, the first five games, they look to be the best team in the league, and then they lose two games to New York Jets and the New York Giants, who are abysmal at best. How can that be explained that we beat the Patriots and Eagles, but then we look like that we don't even know how to spell football, let alone play it in four games against two of those kind of teams. Well, I mean, if I had the answer to that question, I'm pretty sure Andy Reid would be paying me handsomely for it as well. So I honestly, I feel like they're over a span. There was a stretch where they didn't even have the answers. And, uh, you know, honestly, I think it kind of came down to a lack of focus and just kind of a, a little bit of buying into what, you know, the media was saying about you early on and, and you starting out five and oh, and you're right. You beat two of the best teams to start out the year in, in the Patriots and the Eagles, and people think you can kind of put it into cruise control and that you're going to be able to sustain that. And I think some of the team kind of bought into that. And and you saw today that there was a different kind of focus in what they were doing. And there for three quarters, I think they're at the end of the third quarter, the, the Raiders had like 110 yards or something, something like that. It was ridiculous. So you saw a, just a different level of focus from the guys today and what they were doing. And it's not that I think that had kind of, you know, the week in and week out and day in and day out type of stuff that they were doing had changed. I think that there was just kind of a little too much buying into the hype. And so if I kind of wanted to put my finger on what I think the problem with the Chiefs is, I think it's that it kind of peaked a little too soon. And when you beat teams like the Eagles and you beat teams like the Patriots, the expectation level rises. And it's not to say that there wasn't expectations coming into the year for the Chiefs, but all of a sudden you go into having an MVP candidate in Alex Smith and you go to being a Super Bowl contender and people talking about you running the table in this division. And, you know, at the end of the year, after things play out, you're right here in the thick of it where, where you've got a game with the Chargers going on right now that you they could kind of be tied with you right now. Mm-hmm. So you're still kind of log jammed in the division, and the way that the things kind of shake out over an entire season is just you never kind of know. I mean, I hate to use the any given Sunday mentality, but you never know what's going to happen over a, over a whole 16 games. And so – you know, when you start out 5-0 and and you start out that hot, it's just hard to continue to do stuff like that, and it's really easy to lose focus. Yeah. You know, I, I think we actually figured it out, and it's that the last time we had a sports update, uh, uh, we made a proclamation that the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl, so I think we brought a curse. Tim, the- no, no, no. 
no, no, no. Tim <laughs> made a proclamation. Right. I said nothing. Okay, so so it's my fault. But curse aside, as you've said, now here you are, uh, if you're the Chiefs, you're in the lead of the division or possibly, you know, still having to fight somebody off for it. But you, you're, theoretically you win that game, you get in the playoffs, and you've seen you can beat those teams that may lay in front of you. Now, albeit you're going to have to go on the road, and maybe not the Steelers. You, you haven't necessarily beat them, but you've been close and knocking on that door. So it's not necessarily lost. It's a harder road than you thought you were going to have going in. I mean, do you think there is that ability left in the chiefs or are they too beat up? Did they get too far behind and we'll just kind of, you know, we'll get close again and, and fall short on the road like that. You know, you kind of want to buy in based on the fact that the five and O team at the start of the year is largely the same team that you have now. And, you know, aside from Eric Berry being a guy that, you know, let's not understate the loss of Eric Berry sure. at all, but with Eric Berry being gone, like aside from him, you don't really, you're not really any net negative to this year or to this point of the season. And so I think that you buying into what they did early on in the season is still, is still viable, especially when you go into the playoffs and you, you know, and you know that you went on the road and beat a team like New England, and for all intents and purposes, we all know that the AFC goes through Foxborough every year. And so you you didn't clear that Steelers hurdle, and that still scares the hell out of me. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's starting to look like you're going to get a home playoff game if you do, in fact, win the AFC West. And that Chargers game is still going to loom pretty large yeah. at the end of the year. So, you know, you, you've, you if you do win the division, you likely get a home playoff game. And, and I think at that point, you're going to start hearing a lot of the hype about Arrowhead, and you're going to hear the Arrowhead magic and stuff like that. And I, I don't know about you guys, but like for me, I think a lot of that's a thing of the past. And mm-hmm. it's it's still a great stadium, and the fan base is great, and I don't want to take anything away from that. But let's face it, you've lost two games here at home yeah. already this year. Yeah. And your playoff record at home isn't great. And you're going to be facing a team like, it's looking like maybe it's going to be Jacksonville. And so if you've got a team like that that comes in here, that's defense is good. And I, I don't, and, and let's not even sell them short. They're great. They're a great defense. Like if they come in here and they're able to do some things, I could, I could see the chiefs getting an early departure in the playoffs. Well, going specifically to the Kansas City Chiefs skill positions, you were speaking about Kareem Hunt and him getting some touches late in fourth quarter. And, you know, we all know that those first five games, he looked to be the AL uh, or excuse me, the uh, NFL rookie of the year. But now that's kind of, you know, expectations have kind of lowered because some of the games he's had hasn't been the best. But is he still on track to be? next year starting running back because you know west today got a touchdown we still have uh you know with running backs you know you could sign another one tomorrow and then that guy's the next big thing is is uh cream hunt someone that we can still take stock into and like build into a uh i guess franchise player oh absolutely i mean coming into the season we you know i thought and myself and a lot of people thought that Really, Hunt was the only guy in this draft that was going to make an impact for the Chiefs this season. Like, so much of this draft this year was about building towards the future, and you took Pat Mahomes, and you took a guy like Tano Passanio that was a project, and you were thinking about building towards the future, and you took a guy like Jehu Chesson, who's a, who's a deep threat, but your your idea behind it is building forward towards uh, the Pat Mahomes era. And I think the same thing is true with, with Kareem Hunt, and... Spencer West or Spencer Ware, sorry, was a nice back, 
And Sharkandrick West, you know, he's he's always going to be that complimented role if he is, in fact, on the team. But, you know, I think he fits well as a third back if he's if he's going to be taking that role. But when you look at a guy like uh, when you look at a guy like Spencer Ware, yeah, he's he's absolutely going to take a back seat to to what you've got with with Kareem Hunt because the guy has let's face it, he started the season on fire and he was able to be, be I think it was six weeks straight of over a hundred yards all purpose. So the guy was some something special, and I know that here in the middle of the year he kind of fell off the tracks a little bit, but he's able to get it right. And when this offense is clicking, it runs through Kareem Hunt. So he's a special kind of talent. He's a guy that he's not going to take a backseat next year. The Kansas City core of running backs do. I don't know the other teams' full uh, outfit, what they're bringing, but do we have the coolest set of names at the running back position? <laughs> I mean, what do we got? You know, we got Sharkandrick well, West. We've got, the, we've got Sharkandrick West, and Sharkandrick West. He'll go by. Uh, he'll by. He'll go by the Charizard, right? Another skill position guy. Uh, he actually didn't play in this game because he was suspended. Is Marcus mm-hmm. Peters? Now he's known, at least from what I've always read and heard, as one of the best corners in the NFL. But he's had issues like throwing the flag from the referee and kind of getting Bunch into a fight earlier in the season with the Raiders. So is this a guy that's going to like wear out his welcome here in Kansas city, or is his talent going to keep him here? What, what can you expect from him as, as far as the future goes? Yeah, I think, I think the question kind of alludes to one of the ugly truths about sports is that if you're talented enough, people are going to let you get away with a lot of things. And we've seen it from anything from off the field issues to on the field issues. And, Marcus Peters is the kind of guy who, let's face it, number one, is, he doesn't have off the field issues. His stuff is all on the field. Sure. And and what he does on the field, um, you get a mixed bag, man. I mean, you really do. And and I'm one of those type of people that, you know, if, if you want to let your if you want to let your personality show in your play and, and your fire and your passion, I'm I'm for it. But you got to be able to to know what the line is, and you got to be able to know when is too much. And I think that. He's he's crossed the line on a lot of occasions, and so you know, with with a guy like him, he's such an incredible talent. And I know that this year the numbers wouldn't necessarily pan out to show that Marcus Peters has been as good as he has been. But his first two seasons, the guy was a top five cornerback in the league, and that's not something that you can just go pluck out of a draft any any old day. Like that's something that you know I'm not going to say it's a once in a generation talent, but that's something that doesn't come along every every day. And so you want to be able to retain it when you have it. But you know, I think a lot of the fan base is 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 split on it, man. And I think he's one he's he is the most polarizing athlete in Kansas City. And uh, you know, at that point you just got to if if you're the Chiefs, you got to decide whether or not you're going to let your fan base call the shots. And They've shown that they're not, and I'm not necessarily saying that they don't care what the fans think, but they've shown that they're going to go out and, and take a few shots. Like, uh, you know, they took a shot on a guy like Tyreek Hill, yeah. and they knew that what type of reaction they were going to get, but they were willing to take that shot, and they were willing to take all of the things that kind of come along with it. And so, uh, and, and that's turned out, you know, for for lack of a better way of saying it, it's turned out the best possible scenario for them. That he's turned out to be a you know a great player on the field and he hasn't had any other incidents off the field so you know you keep looking at a guy like Marcus Peters and the problem is is that you start getting comparisons to you know Tyreek Hill number one or uh, I you know I've heard a lot of people compare him to Larry Johnson and 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 I, I just think all those comparisons are unfair because those guys we're talking about have a lot of off the field stuff and 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 you know they're not doing what Marcus Peters is doing 
And I think a problem with it is a lot of it boils down to, you know, people just having a preconceived notion and saying, you know, this is what I'm going to think of Peters because of, you know, the, the, the protests mm-hmm. and, and what Marcus Peters does during the national anthem and what Marcus Peters does on the field with some you know, bursts and yelling at Bob Sutton and cursing at a fan in the stands and throwing flags like that type of stuff wears on fans. And, and sooner or later, they're going to say, I want this guy out, but you got to admit, like the guy's good at football. So, you know, at some point you got to say that that kind of talent doesn't come along every day. And it's not as if we're getting in trouble off the field. So I, I'm not saying what's the big deal, but you can't let the fans call mm-hmm. the shots. So kind of in that regard where, you know, Marcus Peters, yeah, he's, he's a hothead when he gets out there because he's an alpha male and he's, and he's a high level competitor and wants to win. And in that vein, we kind of talk about that once in a while too. Like, uh, you know, we seem to want to have this oversight on how, you know, they treat each other in these games as we're sitting in the stands, you know, like, do we, you know, and the other, I forget the player's name off the top of my head here, but who just had the, you know, oh, why don't we play flag football rant? Like at some point, uh, what can we expect when we send guys with alpha male mentalities out there who've been doing nothing but playing this game all their life? At some point, do we got to let them play? Like, where do you fall in, in that line? You know, and that's too is like, you know, we see we see games like this past what was it, Thursday Thursday night game with the, the Steelers and Bengals and so many hard hits and so much. I mean, let's just say so. Let's call it was. There was violence in that game. It was a violent game. Right. And a lot of people just loved it. But there were a lot of injuries in that game too. And you see mm-hmm. you see the bad side of what that does. And and the thing is is that that is what football is at its very core. It's a very violent game and you know, I think Eric Winston, a lot, a lot of people mock him, but he, he nailed it, man. Like, yeah. it's, he, he said it's not the it's not the Roman Coliseum, and they're not gladiators. Well, I beg to differ. Like, people view it that way. Yeah. And and that vibe, people love that stuff, man. They eat it up, and, and that is part of the game. And so, you know, they they, they love to be able to to have that end of it and have that outlet for it. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, you know, you've got to, you've got to let these guys do what it is. And if, if you're going to call it for what it is, it's a violent sport. All right. Well, let's switch topics a little bit and get back to uh, Kansas City sports. One thing that I'm interested in is the Kansas City Royals and, you know, the, that core group of guys that won the World Series for us in 2015. A lot of those contracts are up in the air. Uh, we're in December uh, is this a time that we need to start paying attention to what their moves are as far as, uh, you know, visiting different uh, teams like that? Or is this still like a holding pattern? When can we expect basically moves from these royal free agents? Let's face it. I mean, look around at the, at the other teams in the division. You've got the Cleveland Indians who have been in the postseason and near, near a World Series in the last two years. You've got the Detroit Tigers, who are kind of in a rebuild mode, but you've got the Chicago White Sox, who have a really promising young team as well. And so you've got a lot of t- competition to where I don't think the Royals stack up well, and I think the front office kind of sees it the same way. Giancarlo Stanton, the Marlins uh, outfielder, the NL MVP, now signing with the Yankees, uh, playing with Aaron Judge. Is that a move that's going to like be earth-shattering to the Royals? I mean, you said that the Royals may not be – in contention, but still they're going to be playing the Yankees is, is the Yankees now the, the for the world series with that move? Or what, what do you think about that? Well, you know, it's funny because we were having a conversation the other day about whether or not 
Uh, you'd rather have a guy that's a 100 RBI guy or you'd rather have a starting pitcher that was just an ace starting pitcher. And if you look at the, the guys that were in the top of the RBI hunt, like all of those guys weren't in the the World Series, but you look at the starting pitchers and all of these starting pitchers that have these high ERAs and these high innings outputs, these are the guys that are in the World Series. So, uh, you know, to say that, that – you know, 100 RBI and, and 40, 50-plus home runs equals the World Series, I think, is a fallacy. But it certainly makes that team interesting to watch. And, I mean, you've got two guys that are that are likely going to hit 40 or more home runs, and you've got 100, you know, 200 RBI out of out of guys like Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton. So it's going to be a it's going to be a tough team to beat. But are they going to have the pitching to back it up? So uh, as far as them and the Royals, you know, that's uh, I think that one thing that's kind of discouraging for fans will be that Eric Hosmer has been rumored to go to the Red Sox. And so with this signing, obviously you're going to have to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. So, you know, does this kind of force the hands of the Red Sox to go towards Eric Hosmer? Is that a guy that they think can kind of compete with what's going to be going on in New York? If Kansas City goes the route of, you know, rebuild, you sell off the the big-name guys and you try to get a couple picks off of the off the farm system and try to do that route again where, okay, we're going to spend a couple years, kind of what Houston did. The issue I see with that, and I mean, it seems to work, is if you miss, do you put yourself in worse damage because now you don't have the big names to sell off? Like, is it, how risky is it? Like, how damaging could that be? Is that something to to weigh when you're making that decision? Yeah, and you know, I think you're kind of feeling the, the effects of that right now as far as like what the Royals had to deal off to get guys like Ben Zobrist and Johnny Cueto. And you're starting to feel that now because the Royal Farm System, I mean, it's, it's not what it once was. And sure. it's not even in the uh, top half of baseball anymore. So, and then you're talking about a farm system that's there for about 10 years was in the in the top five, top ten farm systems in all of baseball. So a lot of that was sold off to get that World Series run and that World Series in 2014 and 2015. So, you know, you're kind of feeling the effects of that as it goes right now. And then when, when you're looking at the Royals' future, the nice part about when, you know, and I hate to say nice, but, like, the, the good thing about the departing free agents, Eric Hosmer, uh, Mike Moustakis, and Lorenzo Cain, is that all of those guys were offered – uh, qualifying offers, and all of those guys turn those qualifying offers down. So when they do sign a free agent deal somewhere else for over $50 million, the Royals will get a compensatory pick in the first round for them. So they'll be able to start building through the draft for the future this year when Eric Hosmer, Mike Moustakis, and Lorenzo Cain go elsewhere because of the fact that they're going to go ahead and get those compensatory picks. So, you know, you don't have to necessarily look at it like you didn't get anything out of those guys because I know a lot of fans were in that mindset that when you didn't trade them off last year and you didn't wind up making the playoffs that you wasted the the opportunity to kind of trade them and get something. But you're going to be able to get three first-round draft picks, and that could be pretty valuable for you. Well, let's go back and uh, go to the topic that we started with, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now that we got this victory over uh, the uh, Oakland Raiders, the Chargers, as we're recording right now, are our playing, so we don't know the outcome of that game yet. But what's the outlook look look like uh, from your perspective about the Chiefs? Are, is this a team that you think can make some noise in the playoffs? Are we missing the playoffs? What would your gut feeling tell you right now? I mean, I think my gut tells me that you're going to win this division just based on the road that you have ahead. In fact, you still have right now as it's a tiebreaker with the Chargers. So with that second game, obviously that's going to loom pretty large. But, you know, I do think the Chiefs are going to make the make the playoffs. And, and 
again, like you know, like I said, after today, I think there was a lot of a lot of reasons for optimism after seeing some of the things that you saw on offense. Obviously, Kareem Hunt uh, getting over the hundred yard barrier and back into the end zone today was big for him, and I thought he was running with a lot of confidence. So, you know, can he carry that over to the next week? And I think that was one of the big questions that that I had from last week against the Jets was even though there was a loss, you know, even though it was a loss. There were a lot of a lot of good things that were happening on offense, and it was a really productive day on offense. And I think you saw some of that be able to carry over today. So, you know, that gives you reason for hope because of the fact that they were able to bring some of that offense from last week to this week and translate it into a win. And and they're going to be facing teams that are very similar to to the to the Oakland Raiders down the stretch. I mean, you know, you you look at the the schedule that the Chiefs have over the final three games of the season, and it's it's teams that let's face it, on paper it, they match up very well against. Now that didn't vote so well in the middle part of the season, but I think over the final three, now that you're starting to see some things click, now that some things are starting to come together you're going to start seeing the Chiefs be able to play a little bit better football, and it, hopefully it'll be a little less depressing every Sunday. All right, you heard it here first. Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl. That, <laughs> no? Again, that was, Tim Isn't that what he said? All right, so, Ryan, we'll let you get back to your day. I know you got a family. You just had, uh, recently had a, a, a new child, if I, if I remember correctly. Is that true? Yeah, man, yeah. we got a uh, – he's, what, three and a half weeks old now? He'll be four Gosh. weeks old on uh, on Tuesday. So, Congratulations, yeah, it's a whole different. It's a whole different game now, man. I mean, you know, I was used to the the, the kid routine from kid number one, but you know, so it's not so bad as far as like changing diapers and everything. But you know, I'm all in the zone with one little kid, and I turned around, and I was like, oh yeah, I got a five year old here too. I gotta gotta like watch some some stupid yeah. movie with him or something. Yeah, no, you got to tighten up that zone on the parenting there when you've got more than one now, because you've got to kind of you know you can't let. <laughs> Got to keep your head on a swivel there. So, yeah, it's a delicate balance, man. It's, it is. it's a delicate balance, man. I, I know it well. So, all right, it's the day shift. It's 610. It's weekdays 10 to 2. Uh, the day shift with Lake and Bink, you kind of keep those guys in line there. Once in a while, they get out of hand if you're not there, you know, keeping them steady. So, uh, check them out on there in 610. And, and what other plugs, man? Anywhere people can follow you or anything? Yeah, at Ryan Kelsey on Twitter, man. Just give me a follow on there. Uh, you know, I interact. So, hit me up and, uh, you know, let me know what you think about the show, good or bad. You know, I'm always down to chat. All right, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll we'll cheer together when the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. Had a boy, had a boy. All, All right, right yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, brother. Appreciate it. All right, guys. See you later. Well, I think we got another too early to call pick from you. Yeah, uh, I think uh, we'll jump the gun again. Not the first time. I thought that's uh, what he said. It won't He's, be the last. I uh, thought he said. I think really you heard things that you wanted to hear. He gave me uh, hope. He gave me hope. Yeah, uh, I like his take on the Chiefs. You know, we had Nick Jacobs on a, a few weeks back, and he gave you more of the X's and O's. And Ryan today gave you a little bit more of the bigger picture, mm-hmm. uh, attitude, skill positions, what we can expect, things like that. I like his take on Marcus Peters because I agree with him too. You know, Me too. A lot of the stuff isn't off the field. Right. Actually, none of it is off the field. He's not hitting his wife or right. pulling a gun on someone. It's just in the heat of the moment, he doesn't like what – you know, some ref who's not even doing this full time is calling while that affects mm-hmm. his play. So, yeah. you know, you can't really hate on him that much. I do have a soft spot for Marcus Peters as it is, though, because I watch Marshawn Lynch's uh, Facebook show and he's on there from time to time and he's super hilarious. But anyways, uh, I like Ryan Stakes. It was really good. That was interesting. I don't know if he said Super Bowl. I think that's what you heard. Uh, but time will tell. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Chiefs, Super Bowl champions. I should go get a tattoo. That's what I should do. That's Easy. what I should do. Easy. I should go get it. Yeah, I should okay. go get it. Well, I mean, you should get a tattoo, but maybe not a world. 
Chiefs, uh, Super Bowl champions. Champion. What's the Super Bowl number this year? Right, and then get it like yeah, right. Just put the year 2017 on my face, like instead of a teardrop, it just <laughs> Chiefs. Just an well, arrowhead coming maybe, down from your ear. Maybe I'd need the teardrop then at that point. <laughs> so. Yeah, all right. Well, then let's get out of here. We'll come back and Tom can talk to us about some events coming up and give us the lowdown on what's happening around here. And we can talk about our favorite things of the week when we come back here to Tim and Tom. Fun fact, research shows that people are the happiest at 7.26 p.m. on a Saturday night. Give me credit, don't deny me. This is not a hobby. Rep the town and people stand behind me. Killer City got me. Boy, the bossy quit to catch a body. If you try to stop me, put in work to show for me to be. Tim and Tom. Tom, we got some stuff going on this week. I tell you what, we've got something for anyone that is in the Kansas City area. Whether you are a family man or woman, if you want to go out and experience some fun animals, if you want to go out and experience some good music, we've got it for you. As always, there are a ton of events going on. You can, again, as we say almost every episode, check out Union Station, check out uh, the Nelson Art Gallery, check out uh, all these Center. different types. Yeah, yep. all these great places that have events that are going on every single day of the week, it seems like. But here are just some highlights. So let's get into it, all right? Yes. Winterfest, Winterfest. at Worlds of Fun happens December 15th. That is Friday. Uh, it happens from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Again, a family event. Uh, it's going to have Snoopy out there, Charlie Brown. You can get some free candy. You can take some pictures with uh, the characters that they got out there. As always, they're going to have the polar bears, the penguins, uh, all the other types of animals on display. Uh, the weather I heard is going to be a little cool, but it shouldn't be too bad. Yeah. I think the high they're projecting, again, weather changes every single day, uh, is going to be around the 50s. So from 5 p.m. Oh, to yeah. 10, 10 p.m., bring a jacket, bring a coat. Uh, maybe some hot chocolate, which I bet they will have served there. Mm-hmm. And uh, check out Winterfest at Worlds of Fun. If you haven't been to one of these themed events at uh, Worlds of Fun, they go all out. Like their Halloween event, this Winterfest. I mean, th- this isn't just, oh, we put up a banner sign and then we'll sell you a, a holiday-themed cup. Uh, they've got characters hanging around. They've got special you know, parts of the park cordoned off for special things. It's super fun time out there at those things. Definitely. And yeah, they bring it. They put a lot of pride in their events. And just like Tim said, uh, this isn't a thing where you're going to get a banner and it's like, well, what's the difference between this and any other time I go to the zoo? You will tell as soon as you park that this is going to be a special event. So again, that is Winterfest at Worlds of Fun from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. December 15th. like that. Now, going back a day before that, on Thursday, December 14th, ooh, do we got something fun for you. Yeah. Uh, some great alternative music. It's the Night the Buzz Stole Christmas Night 2. Night 2. Now, they also have another uh, Night the Buzz Stole Christmas, and that's Night 3 on December 16th. But this, again, is going to be Night 2. This is going to be at the Arvis Bank Theater at the Midland. It is going to be featuring the headliner, X Ambassadors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've heard this probably all over your uh, local Kansas City radio if you're plugged into the alternative scene. This is a pretty popular song here. Definitely. And a band that I'm very excited about that's going to be performing on the same stage uh, just before X Ambassadors is going to be Iron Tom. Yeah. And uh, let's check out a little bit of them. Yeah. 
What metal Tom are you if they're Iron Tom? I am. Are you Aluminum uh, Tom? I am. Yeah, I'll You're go Aluminum. aluminum. You're Aluminum Tom. But this how is do, Iron How Tom. do the Europeans always say it? Alu- aluminum? No, they say know. it different than us. Oh. They, I think they say Aluminum. Aluminum or something? I don't know. Yeah. I have no clue. It's fun. Yeah. But yeah, I'll be Aluminum. How about All right. that? Aluminum but Tom. Yeah, Iron Tom. Yeah. They put on a great show. I haven't seen them live, but I have watched some of their uh, concerts on YouTube, and they bring it. X Ambassador has got a lot of good hits. We've played one of them, Renegade. You've heard that probably in car commercials. And like I said, if you're plugged into the alternative music scene, you've seen them there too or heard them there. Uh, but again, this is going to be Thursday, December 14th, the night before Winterfest. Uh, this is going to be at the Arvis Bank Theater at the Midland. Doors open at 730. Again, the address for Arvis Bank Theater, as I like to give it to you so that you know, is 1228 Main Street, Kansas City, Missouri. And those nights the buzz stole Christmas is another thing where – 96.5 The Buzz, they love to go all out when they have events. It is not something you that will feel like, oh, that was kind of bland and boring. You always have a good yeah, time with their events. definitely. And let's just get right into night three uh, just real quick. That's going to be Saturday, December 16th. Doors open at 6.30. That is, again, going to be at the Arvis Bank Theater. Uh, they've got Borns, AJR, Kitten, Brandon Phillips, and The Condition. A lot of good bands there. I prefer night two, so that's just a Tim and Tom recommendation. Check out night two. But if you can't and you need uh, some music in your life, December 16th, night three of the night the, bu- the buzz stole Christmas. So let's get into the next one. Uh, it is going to be on December 16th as well. Mm-hmm. And this is another one of those events that we just told you about, kind of like the Worlds of Fun. When they do an event, they do it big. This is going to be at the Kansas City Zoo. It's the Penguin March. Yes. Huh? Yes. Penguins? How how fun is it just to watch a penguin move around? Yeah, just one. And then it, when there's multiple? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. It's fun. So this is going to be at the Kansas City Zoo, uh, 6800 Zoo Drive, which is a fun address to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Penguin March, uh, they're going to have, again, hot chocolate, all the fun stuff, giraffes, bears, lions, tigers, penguins, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, like we just said about Winterfest uh, for Worlds of Fun, uh, this is an event that they also take a lot of pride into, and they are going to give it all they got. And I definitely suggest grabbing a little one, whether that be your own or a niece or a nephew, and checking this out. <laughs> yeah, not some not some little one that you don't know. Make sure you have to have the parental permission first. Right, yeah. Either don't you're the parent or on right, our recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, we said bring a relative. Yeah. Do not bring a random. Right. Yeah, you, uh, you will get in trouble. Yes, you have to have a full authorization of who is responsible for or, or here's a Tim and Tom recommendation. Or uh, the events from 11 a.m. Uh, to 2 uh, go on a day date with uh, your significant other. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, it's more romantic than watching or, little penguins walk around, huh? Or to try to find a significant other, you can take them on a day date there also and show your soft side and show that you enjoy the animal. Uh, you like to connect with nature, right? Definitely. It's a yeah, plus. so there you go. You got you got some Winterfest, Night the Buzz Stole Christmas, Night 2 and Night 3, and the fun Penguin March. All right. Check it out. As always, like we said at the start of this segment, check out all the other reoccurring events at Union Station, Power and Light, uh, Westport, Kansas City K, KCK, mm-hmm. all the fun things. It's fun. It's great. It's happy. Tim and Tom. Remember Herm Edwards, former coach of the Kansas City Chiefs? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, lively personality, right? 
Uh, Indeed. Out, outspoken gentleman. It's been a while since he's been here. He's pre-Todd Haley in his hat. Um, uh, old Todd Haley in the hat, right? So, <laughs> like there's a Broadway, love old Todd Haley. There should be a, pro, a Broadway play called Todd Haley in the hat. No, uh, So we had Herm Edwards, and now he's been doing commentating for the football, right? Been on the, uh, on the TV doing commentating, and he picks up a job recently. Is announced as the new head coach of the Arizona State University football team. Right, good, good job for Coach Herm. He's an excellent football coach, right? Certainly, uh, uh, I feel like he's, you know, in the NFL, he's kind of a. I feel like he's like Jim Harbaugh, where he's so, so, so energetic that he's better in the college game, right? Those kids, you know, get behind that better, right? Grown adults, you know, professional sports players are like, leave me alone. You know what I mean? Call the plays and let me get out, you know, get out of my face. Well, so he's got the job. He's he's going and doing his press conference. You've seen these a hundred times, right? Uh, well, a million. We're, we're gonna dig in. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna look forward to this challenge. We're gonna make young men out here. Uh, we're gonna talk about discipline and yada yada yada. Right. Well, the Arizona State uh, fan base is there and some reporters. Now, side note, Tom, quick trivia question. See if you know this. What is the mascot name of Arizona State University? Oh, I know it. It's Sun Devils. Mm-hmm. What What is the name of the stadium they play in? Oh, I don't know that. Sun Devil Stadium, all right? Okay. The Arizona State Sun Devils. You know what their logo is? A Sun Devil. It's a Sun Devil with a pitchfork, right? They're the Arizona State Sun Devils, okay? Herm Edwards is at this press conference being announced as the head coach of the Arizona State Sun Devils, okay? And a gentleman is is going to ask a question, right? And they always announce their name and the, and the uh, publication that they work for, right? Right, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Johnson, Kansas City Star, or whatever. Right, I don't know if that's a real name, but I just threw that out there. But so we'll play this here as Herman Edwards is answering questions uh, from a gentleman who's working for uh, Devil's Digest. Right, right, for the Sun Devils. Oh, get this up here. Yes, sir. Called Rubino Devil's Digest. Uh, Devil's oh, Digest, huh? Yes, sir. Where are you located, my man? <laughs> right here in Tempe. Okay, Devil's Digest. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm Catholic now. I'm a Christian. Watch out them devils. <laughs> Just saying. Well, you're good, you're good, brother. You're going to see devils all, all over the place. I ain't so. taking it personal. Uh, when do you plan to meet with the assistant? So wait a minute. Do you think, like, I, he has to know it's the Sun Devils. Was he just kind of caught off guard and didn't realize it for a moment when the guy asked the question? Or... I mean, like... And then he had to, like, play it off. Like, how did this happen, man? How do you go in there and not... Yeah, I think I think he honestly thought this was like, oh, I'm taking a question from a satanic writer, and then he had to catch a himself satanic like, oh, writer. <laughs> I probably he probably thought yeah, so. He okay. just heard Devil's Digest, and he's a Catholic. Maybe it's really you know prevalent in his life. Maybe right. You know, what I mean, maybe he's a you know one of those guys that maybe goes to church a lot or something, and maybe heard Devil's Digest, and his instant reaction is like. Whoa, back off, devil, right? You know what I mean? Right. Like maybe that was it. Yeah. And uh yeah, so that probably went over like a turd in a punch bowl uh with the Arizona State fan base. Don't you think that was fun, huh? Yeah, not your uh great first uh foot forward, as they say. Uh so we'll see how he recovers from that. He's a fun guy, I think. Oh, he's he'll fun. Be able to laugh at himself. But yeah, not the best indication that you know where you're at and what you're doing. Yeah, he's like he's like, what do you say? Like, stay away from them devils. Like, well, well hey man. <laughs> what are you gonna not you realize yeah. that's what you're gonna have on on Saturdays when you're coaching as a you're devil on wear your shirt. that on your yeah. <laughs> Tim and Tom. There are smart people, and then there's A.J. Lester. A.J. Okay? Lester. 
All right, so uh, for fans of the UFC like I am, uh, we know that last weekend uh, Jose Aldo and Max Holloway uh, fought each other at a UFC pay-per-view, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of people probably saw this bout for free, and that's all thanks to Lester. Mm -hmm. Here you go. Lester was able to stream the UFC 218 in full over the weekend across multiple platforms, including, and I never heard of this until I read this article, including Twitch, which Twitch yeah. is uh, a uh, service that you can watch uh, people play video games and how they play the video games right. and you view them playing a video yeah. game. It is like one Apparently of the most premier huge video game streaming. They broadcast their games and they've got like their, their head in a the box as they're playing the games and they're commenting, right? It's huge. Twitch. Okay, yeah. so remember that, right? Yeah. So uh, what he did is he had this uh, stream across multiple platforms, including Twitch. Yeah. Uh, and what he did is he put himself in the corner of the video yeah. uh, with a controller in his hand. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Because Lester was pretending to play the matchup as it was a video, as if it was a video game, so he wouldn't get in any legal trouble. Yeah, which is AJ great. Lester going down as one of the great which men in American I, history. It's still, I still would be worried about legal trouble, AJ Lester. Um, but well, <laughs> at the time of this article, uh, it said that nothing had happened, but his Twitch platform has now been shut down right yeah a lot of times yeah a lot of times after the fact sometimes they can't you know what i mean like they can't because you can't necessarily be like oh you know what i mean like it's hard to do after the fact with some of those streaming rights because of the the gray area and the verbiage in the laws for that yeah that's but fun. credit to him good for on getting him out ufc 218 for free to the people what a robin hood and in this digital era <laughs> tim and tom this was a fun episode. Did yeah, you like it? We got into some fun politics. We got into some fun sports. We're talking about penguins. Where else do you get this kind of information and entertainment, huh? Nowhere. Nowhere but on Tim and Tom. You tell you tell me where you're going to find a Supreme Court case, Kansas City Chiefs, and penguins in the same podcast episode, and I'll give you a dollar. Yeah, one dollar. Well, we'll buy you a Donutology Donut. There you go. Let's get out of here. We will... Gosh, we'll be back next week for more Tim and Tom. Make sure you hit up some of those events that Tom listed out, all the fun stuff to do out there around this weekend. And then uh, we'll just be back and we'll talk to you another week. Hey, fun fact, before every show, John Legend eats half a rotisserie chicken. Flows in the stash. Damn, the feelings got me in my bag. It ain't worth it trying to grasp on the turf and in the grass. Tim and Tom.